guys, football is back. It is the best time of year. College football is already back in full swing, and the NFL returns tomorrow. I think I can speak for everyone here and most of the people across this great nation that this is the best time of year, and football's back, baby. God bless America. Bring it on, baby. Y'all boys ready for this? Howdy folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. That was really loud on my podcast thing. I'm going to have to go back and think it. But that's, that's just how excited I am. That is just how excited I am. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Welcome in to episode 45. 45. 45. Come on, host. Of this league, Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host with the most, Chris Mitchum, joined by the usual culprit, the defending champion, because he deserves that respect, Aaron Hunt. How we doing? Hey, how we doing, people? And Tim decided to be a butt face and go on vacation during the most important week of the year. I'm just kidding, man. We love you. Enjoy vacation. Um, he just got over COVID. I just got over COVID. Aaron just got over COVID. But somebody that did not get over COVID because he's a responsible medical professional in for Tim this week. We have the one and only Zach Welch, owner of Cooking Up More. <laughs> it is Cooking Up More. And, you know, I had COVID back before it was cool to have COVID, so I already had that experience. Amen, man. Glad you guys have uh, come out on the other side of it. Guess what? It still sucked. COVID still sucked, no matter where you stand. So, uh, yeah, as you could say, we're a little more energetic today. It was really loud earlier, partly because of my fault, but I think it's also the spirit of football talking because we have football tomorrow. Tomorrow is football. We made it, fellas. We freaking made it. I can't believe it. We're here. We waited all summer for this. The rookie draft, all of the just preparation that goes into it. Boys, I'm excited. I'm going to shed just a tear to my eye. Yeah, just all of the trades, all of the moves, all of the, the talking, all of the the movement behind the scenes to get ready for this moment, and it's it's all here, and I, I'm just so excited. And shout out to the NFL for giving us, like, could you guys think of, like, a better matchup? Like, honestly, like, I want to see Josh game. Allen, yep. and I want to see defending Super Bowl champs. It's it's a perfect it's a perfect like, way to kick off the year. Come on, I love it. I love it. I think they did that on purpose. It's gonna break a bunch of ratings records. I feel like I'm sure you'll be watching that along with us. And something else you can do along with us, you can track live scores on our website www.thisleaguepod.com. You can go there, track live scores, track the latest waiver happenings, track the latest trades. We got it all on there. See the rosters, all that good stuff. Go there, www.thisleague pod.com we have a fantastic show for you guys today we have the predictions not only this league predictions but we also got nfl predictions we got bold predictions we got super bowl predictions we're breaking out the magic eight ball here and we're going to tell you exactly what happens this year you don't even got to watch the stuff we're just going to tell you then we got the trade ring coming on we got two not huge, but pretty significant trades we're going to be going over. And then, of course, we have what we're all waiting for, the week one preview. We actually get to talk about football, and that, my friends, is exciting. Before we get into that, of course, we got our drinks of the week. Um, I guess I should say we're actually in person again at my crib here in Found Square in Indianapolis. Um, 
So welcome, you guys. Welcome to my abode. Um, my drink of the week this week is a. I mean, what else is it? What else is it? It's a high noon. It's a high noon guava flavor. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but high noon Instagram account recently came out with the official power rankings of going into the fall of high noon. Flavors. I did see those. Um, I, I was fine with it. Lime you and agreed lemon, mostly, right? Lime and lemon are really in their own tier. I wanted to, I feel like those are just elite, um, super refreshing, not a ton of flavor, but just enough to be enjoyable. Coming in at three though, I thought was, no, I'm sorry. Three was peach. Three was peach. Three was peach. Peach is good. I think it's top five. Three, maybe. Peach know. is elite to me. It is. It it packs that punch. Great Peach flavor. It always delivers. But the most disrespectful part was pineapple was four. Yeah, that. And watermelon was five. Like, watermelon needs to get out of the top five. Yeah. It's a weak. It's a weak one. Keep, watch out for kiwi, though. Kiwi, big prospect, big upside going into the fall. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming to your high noon hour. Um, <laughs> we'll throw it over to Aaron. <laughs> what are we drinking? <laughs> Mine's not as exciting, going with the good old H2O this evening, especially coming off of uh, COVID recently. I need all the fluids I can get. So, Amen, brother, as I'm over here pounding high noons. Zach, what we got? Oh, my God. Stole your thunder. You stole my thunder. Got a delicious and perfect high noon peach. And uh, high noon, if you're looking to uh, get a, uh, a sponsor, I don't think, I mean, our DMs are open. So uh, we love your product. We love you guys. Go High Noon. Dude, if we got sponsored by High Noon, High Noon, Fair Life, or Miller Lite, I'd be about it. I'd be all about it. That would just fit. All right, fellas. Will you say we do some predictions? Let's do this. Now, I know what you're thinking. Chris, where's the new drop that we had last week? The Broncos country, let's ride. You know what I'm saying? I'm saving that for the week one preview. Like, that's football. Let's ride. Let's actually talk about some fancy football matchups. Before we get into that, we are going to do our predictions. Here's how it's going to work. We have our NFL Super Bowl predictions, who's going to be there at the end. And then we have our NFL Bold predictions. And then we have the same uh, for this league as well. We have our champion prediction in this league and um, the This League Bold prediction, as well as who we think is going to finish last place this year. So I will throw it over to Aaron. We're going to start with NFL Super Bowl predictions, real-life football, real-life teams. Who are the two squads you got there at the end? So I think for the AFC, it's a popular pick among a lot of people here recently. Uh, I'm going with the Broncos. That's right. I think not only is Russell Wilson, of course, my quarterback, and I want him to do well, but I think the Tampa Bay Buck effect is going to happen with the Broncos. Tampa Bay Buck effect. Yep. Tom Brady coming in. Sounds like a Pokemon. Year one. (laughs) He just changes the culture. He changes the mindset, and he allows the team to understand that they can win. And I think that the Broncos were a quarterback away from being able to contend for a Super Bowl. So – I like them to win over the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, who is this dude? Who Spicy. is this dude? Yeah. Yep. Kirk Cousins gets into the promised land. I don't think they have to ride the back of Kirk Cousins. You like that? I think that it'll be a balanced attack. <laughs> you like that? And I think that the dark horse of why I'm choosing the Vikings come out of the NFC is Kevin O'Connell. Because I think Ooh. as the head coach, he brings a Rams flavor that they w- haven't a, had. He's a Sean McVay disciple. And he's going to put Kirk Cousins in the best positions he's ever been on the offensive side of the ball. So I think Kirk Cousins will have his best season he's had in the NFL. And I think Justin Jefferson will be the number one receiver in the NFL this year. 
Yeah. Side note, I do think, like, I was in a redraft league with my girlfriend I was drafting for, her, and we had pick 1-7. We took JJ in the first round over Ooh. Cooper Cup. Like, yep. I think he's, he's the on another level this year. Yep. I think he is. With Kevin O'Connell, certainly doesn't hurt. Um, Zach, throw it over to you, man. So, I'm sorry. Aaron, Broncos over Vikings. Correct. Such yep. a hipster over here. <laughs> so... I'm just going to go – it's got to be a little chalk here in the NFC. It's it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's okay, let's okay. not overthink this. They've got the defense. They've got Tom Brady. They've got the weapons. Um, you know, I just think – you know, the losing Gronk hurts, but they, they've got better on the offensive side of the football. Um, I think that there's a reason why they're the favorites out of the NFC, and I think they'll be there at the end. However, they're not going to get to the promised land – because the LA Chargers are going to oh, win the Super Bowl this year. They're here. I like you know, that one. As make as everyone, you know, all the talk show hosts always say, the Chargers may have the best roster top to bottom in the country. And I think this is the year they finally put it together. Justin Herbert takes that next step up to be completely elite clutch quarterback. Um, they've got the weapons all across the field, and that defense is going to be feisty this mm-hmm. year. Chargers get through all of the playoff woes and make it to the promised land. AFC is going to suck, dude. God. It's a gauntlet. you got to get through Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson now. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Matt Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor Lawrence. Go horse, baby. Go horse. Davis Mills. Colt. Go Colts. General Mills, man. General Mills. (laughs) All right. So you got the Chargers over the Bucks. All right, I'll step up here. Um, I'm also going chalk, but I think in the other division in the AFC, the Bills are sexy. The Bills are hot. They got better on defense. I think they got better on offense addition by subtraction. I mean, you let Gabe Davis loose, and we're going to talk more about him later. Mm. But you let Gabe Davis loose in place of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's better than both of them, you know. No doubt about it. So you give him a bigger role, and then you add Von Miller on the defensive side. Not only is he going to be – obviously, he's not the same Von Miller as four or five years ago, but I think he brings a leadership quality, and he's still a damn good pass rusher. So I think you make your defense better. And when you were that close against the Chiefs – now, Tim would argue that mm, Bills wouldn't have beat the, beat the Bengals, but who knows. But when you're that close to beating the Chiefs, I think adding something like a Von Miller gets you over that edge, getting Gabe Davis more involved gets you over that edge. And I have them going up against, this is my non-chalk pick, in the NFC, I got them going against Trey Lance and the 49ers. Um, And my main reason for this is Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think if Kyle Shanahan, obviously he wants to win for his job, I don't think he would make it so public that this is Trey Lance's team if he didn't believe in him and if he didn't think they can get him to that next step. Got to remember, the 49ers beat the Packers last year. Who'd they lose to? Was they it the Rams? Lost to the Rams. It was the Rams. So, um, and Jimmy G, he's good. He'll get you there. But does he have that dynamicism to win you a game? I don't think so. I think Trey Lance does in a Kyle Shanahan system that will be built for him. So I think they get to the Super Bowl. But it's Josh Allen's time, man. He's the chosen one. The stallion will reign supreme. And, um, yeah, I think he'll step up to the plate in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP, easy. Regular season MVP, in my opinion. Um, and he takes the Bills 
Bills Mafia celebrates and burns down the city of Buffalo. I was going to ask that. If the Bills get it done, <laughs> does Buffalo survive? Does Buffalo it stay on the map? Burns. No table in sight. I just can't wait to watch Buffalo's true number two wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, my God. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. You could barely beat out Emmanuel Sanders last year. Stop. All right. So I got Bills over Niners. Aaron has Broncos over Vikings. And Zach has Chargers over Bucks. We have six different teams. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Spicy. I think that tells you how wide open the league is this year, yeah. though. A lot NFL's going to be good. A lot of good teams. All right. So now let's quickly hit our NFL <coughs> bold prediction. Zach, I will start with you. This can be team-related. This can be fantasy-related, anything. What is your bold prediction for the NFL this year? Bold prediction is this. Cortland Sutton finishes as a top five wide receiver this year. Boo. Boo you. And this, you know, this play, I hate, I hate to admit when Aaron's right, but I love that Broncos Super Bowl pick. And I think Cortland Sutton is a big reason to why that could come true. He is ready to go as the number one wide receiver in that offense. He gives Russell Wilson that deep threat that he loves and also the dependability of great hands. Judge Judy can't seem to, you know, catch the ball when it counts. Cortland Sutton doesn't have that problem with <laughs> drops, and he's going to have the targets. He is going to be in a division that every week the Broncos are playing in that AFC West is a gauntlet with crazy offensive teams. They're going to be putting up points like crazy to stay in games, and Cortland Sutton just gets it done. Top five wide receiver. I can see that. I think people learned their lesson last year from the Robert Woods Cooper Cup situation. Robert Woods is that Slot, short routes, possession guy. Everybody thought him and Stafford were going to send Robert Woods into the stratosphere when it comes to fantasy. When in reality, Cooper Cup is that deeper guy, uh, you know, a bit more athletic, I think, than Robert Woods. Um, I think Cortland Sutton fits that mold. And when you, you bring Russell Wilson in, I don't think it happens, but I could see it. I could see it. Aaron, what's yours? For me, DeAndre Swift. I really like corn. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> for me. Oh, for me. I really like corn. <laughs> I think that DeAndre Swift finishes as a top three running back in PPR leagues. Top three. Top three. Hard All to right. do that when he's going to miss seven games with injury. Sorry, Tim. You can't bank in injury. Um, I understand he's definitely been injury prone in the past, but there's all of the dynamics that are there for him to finish very high this season. I feel like in year three, he's going to pop off. He's going to be that safety blanket in the PPR game for Jared Goff, and I think he's going to take away a lot of the targets that Almond Ross St. Brown had last year. Um, and then I also think that he's just going to have a more effective running game. The Lions actually have a top five offense of line, according to Pro Football Focus, um, which I think is something that is not being stressed enough. Um, he's not talked about enough in dyna- or, you know, fantasy and dynasty circles, I feel like. Um, I think he just has all the tools to become an absolute superstar who were the top three running backs last year was it taylor eckler Najee? Najee. um they they're all their offenses like to score points um i don't know if the lions are going to score a lot of points this year i don't think it's a question of talent right like right. i think we're all in agreement that deandre swift could be a top three talent in the league it's just can the dysfunction of the detroit lions get out of his way to let him get there. Right. It's, it's a spicy pick. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, that is bold. That is bold. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a consensus RB1, but like top three, 
a whole different animal. It's bold, baby. Bold Bring the animal. spice. All right. Uh, not to brag, but I think I have the boldest out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this All right. is so false. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I told Zach and Aaron before we sat down that I did the most research independent to back up this take, okay? My bold prediction, I will explain after I state it. So, like, after you're done laughing or crying or however this makes you react, just pay attention for, like, three minutes. That's all I ask. My bold prediction is Gabe Davis outscores Stephon Diggs in fantasy this year on PPR or in, in PPR. And you're banking on Stefan Diggs tearing his ACL week one, right? That's that's what makes no, this take. No, I would never bank on that. Okay. I okay. would never bank on that. And I, I, Chris, I, I just did because this... he scores four touchdowns against no. the Chiefs in the playoffs <laughs> just, that's... doesn't mean me that he's gonna score that much now. Give me a sec. So I was I was I was like thinking. I was like, you know what this reminds me of? Like the Gabe Davis hype this year. It reminded me of the Chris Godwin hype in 2019. Remember that? Whenever, I think it was his sophomore year, he finishes like wide receiver 24, but everybody was like, hey, Jameis, he was a beast. I think they got rid of somebody that year. I forget who it was, but that allowed Chris Godwin to get elevated. He finished the next year as the wide receiver two above Mike Evans, right? But in no way am I comparing Gabe Davis to Chris Godwin. It's actually kind of the other way around. So... I took the targets, or I took the stats between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans since Chris Godwin's 2019 year. Now, what is Stephon Diggs' big talking point, right? Possession guy. He's going to get all the targets, the catches, the yards, and everything like that. And you know what? I will absolutely give that to you. I took the Chris Godwin numbers and Mike Evans numbers from 2019. Guess who has more targets between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans since 2019? It's Chris Godwin. It's actually Mike Evans by eight, but... The rest of these will back it up. Guess who has more catches since 2019? Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? Godwin. It is Godwin by 38 catches. 38 more catches since Mike Evans. Guess who has more yards since 2019? Godwin. It's Godwin by a little under 100 yards. Guess who has more touchdowns? No, I would say Mike Evans, but it's probably Chris Godwin. It's Mike Evans by 13. So you're telling me Chris Godwin has more catches and more yards, but he's scored almost 200 less fantasy points than Mike Evans. Why is that? Because Mike Evans has caught 13 more touchdowns than Chris Godwin since 2019. Guess what Gabe Davis is going to do? He played 50% of the snaps for the Bills last year and finished 14th in the league in red zone targets. With six touchdowns, with 50% of the snaps. In the preseason, he has gone snap for snap with Stephon Diggs. Is Stephon Diggs going to catch more balls? Yeah, probably. Is Stephon Diggs going to have more yards? Yeah, probably. But I don't, it's hard for me to see a path where Gabe Davis does not have double digit touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, I think his career high touchdowns is like eight or nine. Is it out of this world to say Gabe Davis finishes his year with 12 touchdowns? Yes. I don't, I don't think it is. If you play him more than 50% of snaps, he finishes with 12 touchdowns. Touchdowns mean so much more for points than catches and yards do. And I think Gabe Davis is going to outperform Stephon Diggs in the touchdown category so much alone that that gives him a good opportunity to finish above him in fantasy points at the end of the year whenever he goes from playing 50% of snaps like he did last year 
to going into the 90 percentile like Stephon Diggs has the past two years. You get Cole Beasley out of the way. You get Emmanuel Sanders out of the way. Gabe Davis is now the undisputed. Get your Isaiah McKenzie crap out of here. Undisputed wide I mean, receiver. It's Jameson Crowder. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Jameson Crowder. Ooh. Again, that's why it's bold. I'm not like putting the house on it, but I think there is a pathway that Gabe Davis finishes higher than Stephon Diggs in fantasy football this year. And to top it all off, did you guys see the Stephon Diggs quote recently? I think he was talking to Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. He said, if I was in a fantasy league, I'd draft Gabe Davis because he's going to just explode. And that's coming from Stephon Diggs. So that's, that's my argument. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is a, good, is a good comparison. You have Mike Evans, less catches, less yards, but he just gets all his points from touchdowns. And I can see Gabe Davis doing the exact same thing. I think you have a point, and very much if he does get 12 touchdowns or more, then this would come to fruition. I just think touchdowns are not that predictable, unfortunately. Like, as much statistics and metrics that we want to try to throw into it as we want, it just is, from year to year, very much, there's a lot of volatility. And then I also think the X factor is Dawson Knox. Mm. Because they just gave him a four-year extension today. And they treat him as a top-five tight end. They paid him like one. So I think that Gabe Davis has to fend off Dawson. And any touchdowns that Dawson was going to get, Gabe has to get. So that's what I would say. That's fair. I think I think the Dawson Knox point is, I think, the most important to it. And also, as you know, we love Josh Allen on this pod. Oh, we, yes, we do. We, the Stallion. Yeah, we course. are a pro-Josh we, Allen we podcast. Love, we love Josh Allen. But uh, one of the best things about him is his rushing ability, but that also takes away targets for wide receivers in the end zone. So if you're banking on Gabe Davis touchdowns, I think you're going to have to be banking on the large play, big play touchdowns. I, I just don't see him creating that many more because when it gets down to the red zone, you've got Josh Allen's legs. You've got James Cook now in that backfield. You've got yeah, Devin you Singletary. Devin Singletary got, been looking good. Yeah, he's looking great. You've got Dawson Knox as that big boy target that they're paying like that. I I, I understand the take, and I like the, the. it's very well thought out, and the math lines up. But what I think is going to hurt you is I just don't think Gabe Davis is the target share leader in the red zone where that's going to be needed. Ooh, for I'd your... bet you on that. I bet Gabe Davis finishes with the most red zone targets on the Bills. I would take I would take the rest of the Bills roster against that. If that if Combined? that's the, like no. Oh. Like if, if you're if you're saying Gabe Davis and I I get the rest of the Bills for one person being more targeted than yeah. him in the red zone, I would take that. Shake on it. We have a bet. I have no Heck idea yeah. what we're betting, but that's a bet. Uh, a four-pack of high noon. Hell yeah. Gabe yeah. Davis, most red zone targets for the Bills in 2022. All right. Well, we're 25 minutes into the show, and that was, that was, that was, that was nice. But we, we got some more to do. So uh, let's go ahead and jump over to, and to quickly recap, I'm sorry, the NFL bullet prediction. Zach predicts Cortland Sutton is a top five wide receiver. Aaron predicts DeAndre Swift finishes as a top three running back. And I predict that Gabe Davis will outscore Stephon Diggs in fantasy football. Let's move on to the This League Champion prediction. I'll start it off here. I was looking, and I definitely think the tiers have shrunk this year. Um, Aaron, I still think you're the best team in the league, but you said so yourself. I think your team is weakened to the point where you are no longer in your own tier, which I think you were a lot of last year. 
But I think somebody, and we'll get to it later, recently made a move that can truly put them over the top. And I'm giving that to the person with the best running back core in the league, and that is the Mixed Administration. And Tim Rader is my preseason championship prediction. Running back depth is stupid until it's not. And when you have Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, sheesh, that is like easily what I think most fantasy analysts and myself believe are through four top ten running backs this year. Like if you look at, yeah, I'd say that confidently. Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones. Um, by rankings, mostly. That's four top ten running wide receivers. I do kind of signal the red flag with DK Metcalf, and I'm sure he'll he'll be hoping that either Brendan Ayuk or Joshua Palmer can step up or DeAndre Hopkins quickly gets back from suspension is, and is the main guy. But I think Jalen Hurts, um, I said this during the trade, and I told him this wasn't just to try to sell him. I genuinely think he's a, he's a top five quarterback this year. Um, adding AJ Brown is only going to help you in addition to the running. So, uh, that is my pick. I think, I think Tim at the end of the year will be hoisting the nut. Um, I think his own, his biggest competitor is going to be himself and his clutch gene. So I don't mm. think he has one, <laughs> but, uh, we'll throw it over to Zach, man. Uh, you're this league champion prediction. You know, I, I agree with you. I think that the tears have shrunk. I think Aaron's, uh, come back to the pack a little bit. Um, and with that, I think the, the teams that, could compete for a title this year is maybe the largest field we've seen in in this league history. Mm-hmm. Um, are, there's there's really only one team in this league that you couldn't tell me a narrative in which at the end of the season they're hosting, you know, hoisting the nut. And I there's just so you've got nine teams that there's a path forward that if things break right for I'll them, they stay healthy. Other people are injured. You know they could win it. But I think this is the year that uh, Mount Passmore uh, steps up and takes the nut. You know, I just looking at his roster, you know, he's got the quarterback. He's got Justin Herbert locked in, and he's got the quarterback depth in case something happens. You've got Nick Chubb, not great for PPR, but he's going to put up points. The Browns are going to run the football, and he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to put up points, consistent points there. Leonard Fournette is tr- turning into one of the best fantasy running backs. Um, just he is flying he's, up. He's draft so boards. gross. Uh, and you go, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown. I like his wide receivers. I like his quarterback, and he's got decent running back options down the line as yeah. well. Um, I think I like his roster top to bottom. You know, he he was close last year. This year, he gets across the finish line. Yeah. Steven, lock it in. Congrats, man. You can sim the rest of the season. Champion. Steven is one of the few rosters in the league. I think I look at every person on his roster, and I'm like, I understand why he's on your roster. There's some folks in the lower in the league that I'm just like, why is Cole Beasley on your roster, Clayton? Um, like, stuff like that. It's like, why? You know, every person on Steven's roster, I'm like, yeah, I would put him on my roster if he was dropped to the waiver wire, you know. Maybe besides Jacoby Myers, but I mean, you can't have it all. So, uh, Aaron, any thoughts on Steven? I understand you might have some later. No, I mean, I can I can definitely see where Zach's coming from, and I think he's got a lot of strength um, in his roster. I do think that there's a couple unproven players uh, that maybe I'll talk about a little bit here later. Um, but I can't really knock um, that take of him, you know, being very competitive this year. Sure. All right. Well, let's uh, hear your champion. 
I'm going to go with me repeating. Um, Wait. Oh, boo. Yeah, yeah, I think. Spread the love, bro. No, no. <laughs> he said no. I think this is my year to repeat, and then next year I got to reload. Um, I think that I got guys that are very much right in their prime of fantasy. Um, I think that Russell Wilson, I think, I, I, I just genuinely believe that that will be a difference maker for my team. Uh, in previous years, I did not have a consistent output with him at quarterback. I think that changes this year. I think he's 20 points per game minimum uh, with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, yes, Tyreek and Devontae switching teams. That might hurt me in the beginning of the season, but I believe in talent over situation sometimes, and I think that they're two of the best receivers in the NFL, and they're going to figure it out. Um, and then when you just look up and down my roster, I mean, maybe I'm biased and I probably am, but I just don't really see much of a weakness. I mean, maybe you could poke fun at Deontay Johnson in the flex, but I'll take him over most other people's flex spots. Yeah, I mean, like wide receiver eight last year. So <laughs> yeah, your second flex is pretty good. Yeah. And then when you look at my bench, I've just got tons of pieces that I could plug in if needed, um, all across positions. So I just like my depth. I think that that's important to have when the year progresses and when injuries start to happen. And uh, I don't think I'll miss a beat, especially with waivers. All right. I don't – it's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk later in previewing uh, your matchup this week. I think you've got one glaring weakness on your roster – um, but we'll we'll jump into that later. Little that's fair. Stick Sounds around good. and uh, find out what's ready. Yeah. I don't know why Zach just like pulled out a pair of brass knuckles from his pockets, but uh, <laughs> get get your popcorn ready. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so our next prediction, uh, I call it the WNBA champion, <laughs> but uh, it's the person that we think is going to come in last place, lose the losers bracket, and I'll just. I think we can go quick. I'll yep. just save it for you guys. It's 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 Clayton. Yeah. Yep. It's the Red Rocket. I'm sure we will get he into would admit that. It. Yeah. I think he, he would admit it. Probably would. So uh, hey, let's shock the world, baby. Let's shock the world, Clayton. Um, and we will go on to the this league bold prediction. So we had our NFL pr- bold prediction. Now we're throwing y'all into the mix. We're gonna get some bold predictions. Zach, I'll start with you. Your this league bold prediction. All right, bold prediction. It's uh, I would say it's on the medium on the spicy scale. Get it in bold. Terms of uh, takes, but uh, four Qdoba teams make the playoffs uh, once again. It, again, it is a tradition in this league, unlike any other. Uh, the divisions, just one side is just vastly superior to the other, and I think that's going to be the case again this year. Four Qdoba teams make the playoffs. There you go. I dig it. I dig it. So you say four. Who's the team that doesn't? Kyle, I love you, man, but I think Stretch misses this season. <laughs> I agree. What a bum. All right. <laughs> I just think his roster this year is the most susceptible to injury completely derailing what he can do. Um, and if that happens, I think his team could uh, drop out of that top six. I feel that. I feel that. Um, all right. So my bold is higher on the spicy scale, I think. Um but this guy sneakily, I think, had a good offseason. And he's been considered a bottom feeder for a long time in this league. But I think with the moves that he's got and some of the moves that happened in the offseason that he had no control over but benefited his team, my bold prediction is Hayden and Country Roads Take Mahomes makes a deep 
playoff run. I'm talking semifinal, maybe. I'm not saying championship. So you're saying that one move away, he finally got that one move? Yeah, damn near. <laughs> damn near. I'll tell you what. But no, I he has he has absolutely the studs to get it done. Pat Mahomes, write it down and pin. Top five quarterback. Cooper Cut, write it down and pin. Top five wide receiver. Of course, this is all bar- barring injury. Um, but then the rest of his team, you know, he basically bought a running back core with Cortland Sutton, we, with Travis Etienne and Cam Akers. I'm not a, the biggest fan of running backs coming off of Achilles injuries, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But if for whatever reason, Cam Akers is the, you know, he tore it around this time last year. So you got a full year coming off of it. He was obviously healthy enough to play in the playoffs. So if that comes back pretty well, I think Travis Etienne has a really high ceiling with Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville and a coach that actually knows how to use them. And then Allen Robinson, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of having two receivers from the same team on your, in your starting lineup, but he's one of my favorite sleepers this year. I think he could easily return to the form that we're used to with Allen Robinson. James Conner, RB1 for most people, not for me, but RB1 for most people. And then I think Jalen Waddle is really being slept on this year. I think Tyree Hill going there um, kind of – tumbled him more than he should I think he broke the rookie reception record for a reason I think he's very good and I still think he has a very big role in that offense ignore the bench <laughs> not the biggest thing I mean you got you know Christian Robson Christian uh, Christian Watson Kenneth Gainwell on there those guys are fine but um I think if things fall right you get one or two good waiver picks again this is a bold prediction you get one or two waiver picks I can easily see Hayden making the playoffs I don't think that's that bold I think he can make the playoffs but, you know, maybe a Final Four bid out of nowhere. Hayden coming back. Yeah, I kind of dig it. That's my bold prediction. Hayden, Final Four roster. I like it. I could see it. All right, Aaron, we'll throw it over to you. Your bold prediction. <laughs> I really was looking for some fireworks with this Zach, pick. Zach is putting on the brass knuckles. I wanted it I to, be, uh, to be real hot. Um, and I think for my bold prediction, Zach and Steven will both Oof. miss Oof. the 2022-2023 this league playoffs. I mean, listen, I, you're disrespecting my division, all right? Correct. You're disrespecting the Nova division. I love the hate. Keep it coming. I've proved you wrong season after season <laughs> after season. So, uh, you know, just this is bulletin board material. Uh, cooking up more <laughs> is ready. There will be some tweets later, uh, but we're we're ready. This You're is pinning this, this up in a, the locker room. Yep. Oh, th- there will this will be wow. clipped. This will be clipped, and uh, you will rue the day. Defending champion right. says we missed the playoffs. Now let me just make a quick case, and then we can move on to the previews and matchups. Um, I think there's a world where Zach first off misses the playoffs, and. The reason being is that there are some question marks in his lineup. Matthew Stafford has had a mystery elbow injury this entire offseason. We're going to find out if it's legit or not. Say not on the injury report, but if it is, and he's not the Matthew Stafford of last year, well, let's hope Derek Carr is anything close to him uh, because otherwise he's got a problem at quarterback right off the bat. Then you got Keenan Allen, who's aging and could very well be the wide receiver, too. No chance. In Los Angeles. Mike Williams is that dude. They just paid him like he's that dude. And I could see him having the lion's share of targets in that offense. And then second being Austin Eckler with targets, leaving Keenan Allen to the only underneath stuff. So, Have you watched him at all in his career? 
I have. Yeah, he's not just underneath. That's that's ridiculous. But at at, 30, at 31, he's he can beat people deep now? Yes. I don't believe it. Um, Dalvin Cook, getting up there in age, could get injured. Very, very possible. Man, and if that happens... He's, I know you have him. There, it's it's almost like the roster's prepared for injuries at running back to my starting running backs. But Madison is not Cook. Uh, I just think that there's scenarios where if you get a couple injuries here and there and guys aren't what they should be, it's possible that it could go downhill. Yeah, I mean, again, if, this if, is a bold take. If if half of my team gets shot, um, then yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. Hey, so that's that's not hey, out of not the question. Half. <laughs> <laughs> not half. I just I just named I just named a couple guys. I think Javante, Cortland, Mark Andrews all, right. all do their thing. Real quick, what's it? Real quick, what's your beef with Steven? <laughs> I would say with Steven, it's uh, Leonard Fournette. I don't think it's going to be the same. I really don't. I agree. I don't think he is. He didn't come to camp prepared. He was way overweight. I'm not a believer in him at all. Uh, A.J. Brown, Rashad Bateman, I just was touting Mike Williams. They still have some question marks with all of them. New situation for A.J. Brown, Rashad Bateman in the offense as the new wide receiver one, we think. Mike Williams, he's volatile. Uh, And then outside of that, I just don't like his uh, depth um, in some spots. I think he's got some depth with A.J. Dillon and C.E.H., at running back, but they are not anywhere near his starters. So, yeah, check this. Uh, Zach says Steven is his this league champion, and Aaron's over here. Granted, bold prediction. Granted, it's supposed to be bold, but he's saying Steven misses the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> let's keep that, that in mind, people. It's it, bold. It, yeah, right, yeah right, right, bold right. prediction was was the instruction, not just blatantly lie out of your mouth, which <laughs> oh, is damn. what we just saw happen here. Damn. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, there are all your bold predictions for this year in this league. I think Hayden makes a deep playoff run. Aaron thinks Zach and Steven missed the playoffs. And Zach says it's another year where four teams from the Cadoba division make the playoffs. Let us know what you think about those on the website, on the social medias. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is now. We're opening up the cage. We're opening up the octagon. We have a this league trade ring. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are unfamiliar with the This League trade ring, first thing is, welcome in. Second thing is, the rules are, we have two contestants enter the This League trade ring. They fight it out, and we have three judges, or your host truly, that decide who wins the trade and who walks out of the octagon victorious. We take into account uh, player goals, player values, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot more than just the pieces in the trade. It's the goals of the team and their statuses. Gentlemen, are you ready for our first round matchup? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. We had a trade. Went down on August 23rd between Clayton and the Red Rocket and Tim and the Mixon administration. Clayton received wide receiver, or gadget guy, whatever you want to call him, LaVishka Chenault from the Jacksonville Jaguars, now of the Carolina Panthers, and a 2025 first-round pick. And Tim, in return, received a juicy 2023 first-round pick, which ended up being his first-round pick, right? He just got it back? It wasn't Clayton's. I don't actually know. I'm pretty sure Clayton still has his own 2023 first-round pick. Double-check that. I'm checking it. I'm pretty sure that's the case, because I got Tim's first-round pick, because we'll see here later. But, um... Yes, so that is the thing, um, and that's 
that's that that's what it is. So are you gentlemen ready to count us down? And on three, we say who wins the trade. Are you ready? Here we go, gentlemen. And three, two, one, Tim. Tim. All right, that is a TKO knockout win for Tim Raider in round one of this league trade ring. Aaron, I mean, we're all pretty confident about it. Tell us why we were so confident about this. I just don't think it makes sense for Clayton's plan. Uh, I understand he wants to rebuild, but 2025 is very far out. Um, I mean, 2023 is right around the corner. You know it's going to be a good draft class. You need, quite frankly, new talent on your roster. So it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I don't think LaVisca, I mean, that's just an add-in piece. I mean, LaVisca. There's no way that he even touches Clayton's starting lineup. So yeah, I, I don't mean, don't understand it really. My my basis is if Lavishka Chenault fell on the waiver wire, would you put a claim in for him? I I wouldn't. No, I, no. I wouldn't either. So it's like you, we're talking about a pick swap, and you're dropping back two years, and I think this just extends the rebuild for Clayton. He needs young pieces now. He has two 2023 first round picks. That's two top ten players. You draft well. You you know he I think. I think Clayton drafted really well this season. I do too. And, you know, you pair that with, you know, good picks in 2023. You do that again, and that's, you know, you're building that foundation to, you know, start that rebuild process by pushing it back. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Not a lot to add there. Tim, congratulations. You win round one by a TKO. Can he make it two for two? Because he is in our next round of the This League Trade Ring as well. It was between Tim and your boy, Chris. Team Fair Life. The trade was as follows. Chris receives running back Naeem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. Quarterback Justin Fields, OH, from the Chicago Bears. And a coveted, juicy, I love him. Give me all of them. 2023 first round pick. And Tim, in return, receives quarterback Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm actually, obviously, I'm not going to be in the vote on this one. Um, I'm really curious to see what you guys think because I feel like I didn't get a lot of feedback and it's pretty even to, in my eyes, but curious to think who you guys think got the dub. Are you ready? Here we go. Count you down in three, two, one. Chris. Chris. Oh, let's go. Bang, 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 bang. That is a TKO knockout for your boy, Chris. Um, Zach, I'll throw it over to you from the outside perspective. Um, I think you guys think I got the better side. Why is that? I, I think this one's very close. Um, I, like you said, it, I think it's a very even trade. I think Tim gave up a lot um, to get – I'm not sure it's going to be that much of an upgrade over Dak Prescott at mm. quarterback. So, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think he's going to be very good. I, and he's he's now Tim's starting quarterback, and uh, Jalen has probably another ceiling that he can get to that Dak doesn't have. But that consistency of Dak week after week, um, you know, I I'm a big fan of holding on to your handcuffs for your premier running backs. There's so much injury, so much volatility. Teams who like to run and utilize their running backs are going to do the same with their backups. Um, and so giving up Naheem, who still can have value in it of itself, even with Jonathan Taylor healthy, depending on how the Colts utilize him this year, 
Um, Justin Fields, I think it's too early to tell on him. The Bears have kind of been a dumpster fire as of late, but dumpster fire. He, you know, he could he could turn out to be well. And you know, you're giving up a 2023 first. I think altogether, um, I think it's just a lot to get a guy that's not that much of an improvement on his roster. Yeah, that's a good point because I don't think anybody will argue that Jalen Hurts doesn't have top five potential, but is giving up that much for what maybe a five place upgrade, five spot upgrade? You think Dak is low end QB one this year? Probably. Yeah, so, I think he, I think Dak's still you yeah, know that's a good on point. the fringe of top ten. That's a good point. Aaron, any thoughts before I kind of give my perspective? I think I just liked it for you because you had a very clear plan for this trade, and I think Jalen Hurts is too good of a quarterback to be your backup. I think Justin Fields just makes more sense being a backup, somebody you can – I mean, you have Josh Allen. You know, you can wait on him to develop, and you don't have to rush him out there. You now have three first-round picks in 2023, so planning for the future well, and then you also get Naeem Hines as an added benefit. I mean, the dude makes $6 million a year as a running back for the Colts. Like, he will be involved. So it's another depth piece that you have at a very premier position. Yeah, it, it was funny. I think I kind of got on Tim's nerves because we were talking. We actually had a trade in the works that included both Jalen Hurts and Saquon. Mm. Uh, but that ended up falling through just because I, I have a big crush on Saquon this year. But I, I always was like, hey, throw Naeem Hines in. Throw Naeem Hines in. Throw Naeem Hines in. I, was, he, I, was, I really wanted him because if you pay any attention to the Colts preseason this year, they're saying Matt Ryan is more Phillip Rivers than he is Carson Wentz. Naeem Hines was a low-end running back, too. Whenever Philip Rivers was there, um, just catching so many freaking passes. Chris Ballard and Frank Wright can't stop talking about him about how Naeem Hines is going to have a bigger role. They don't want Jonathan Taylor to have as big of a role this year. They want to kind of conserve him more. I think Naeem Hines has standalone, low end right, running back two, just every week flex appeal. Yeah, you, you can flex him. I really do, and I, I genuinely think Justin Fields is talented. Um, it's just he has no O line and nobody to throw it to. So like David I said, Montgomery. Sure, sure. He's 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 good. <laughs> Donald Mooney's a dog, um, but dog, dog. He's got that dog in him. That's a, amen. <laughs> Side note: Did you guys ever see that video? I think I sent it to you. I think it's hilarious. It was last year, and I think it was Jimmy Graham. They were like in the huddle before a play, and Jimmy Graham was just being the psychotic human he is, and like banging helmets with other people. And he banged Darnell Mooney's helmet, and Darnell Mooney was mic'd up, and he was like, "Whoa, hey." Don't do that. <laughs> Jimmy Graham's like 6'6", six, six, and Darnell Mooney's like 5'11", and just skinny. He's like, whoa, don't do that. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Anyway, uh, but no, I think he's talented, so let him cook on my bench a little bit. And you guys know I'm obsessed with that 2023 first-round pick. And I told this to uh, – one reason why I let Jalen Hurts go is there's still a little inkling inside of me that says – what if the Eagles aren't good or two years down the road, you know, Jalen Hurts is like, okay, but are you going to have a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where, yeah, it's good, but we like the new toy coming out of North Dakota state, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Carson Wentz. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's, that's still in the back of my mind a little bit that he may only have a year or two. Um, But yeah, that, that's what it was. Like I said, I think I agree with you guys. It was pretty even, uh, but I'd give myself the edge, the slightest edge, but the edge. So uh, there you have it. Uh, we have – did you just fart? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. I there hope the is. mics pick that up. 
Probably did, maybe. Probably know. didn't. These are nice mics. They're great mics. These, well are, ni- these are nice mics. Um, all right, so Tim wins round one. I win round two. That is your trade ring for this time. We are 47 minutes in, but ladies and gentlemen, buckle your pants because we still got the highlight of the episode. Are you guys ready to talk about some football? Let's go. I'm so Are you guys ready to ride? Broncos country. Let's ride. One more time because I just like it so much. Broncos country. Let's Let's ride. ride. Let's ride. That's my dude. Let's ride. Broncos country? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. Nobody gives that girl the credit she needs in that video. She's so funny. She's like trying to control it. Okay, perfect. Stop. All right. No more writing. Right. Before we get into the week one preview, I want to give you guys a quick reminder of the last power rankings that we did. We thought about updating them this time, but we figured the show's already back, so let's go week one, fall out. So your week one power rankings going, or should I say going into week one, at 10th, we had Clayton in the Red Rocket. Ninth, Hayden in Country Road, Take Mahomes. Eight. Don and Team Don Perignon. Seven, your boy Chris and Team Fair Life. Six, freaking Stretch and Super Camario. <sighs> Disgusting. Five, we have Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Fourth is Zach and Cooking Up More. Three is Steven Mount Passmore. Two, Tim, Mixed Administration. And number one, in the quest to defend his crown, we have Aaron and Let Russ Cook. We got the Pickums returning this year, of course. Zach is going to be coming in this year. But with the consistency, we had Tim submit his picks virtually, so we will tell you those. But just a quick little reminder, I won Pickums last year. Okay, let the crowd go crazy. It's a new year. That's right. It is a new year. Aaron came in second. Tim came in third, if that tells you anything. So let's get into these matchups, baby. Let's talk about football. Zach, I'm giving you the honor of leading the first preview of the year we have it's only right to start with the defending champion aaron begins his defense against what is traditionally a powerhouse of the chipotle division anthony and team uninspired youth yeah i mean how fortunate are we the week one matchups that sleeper provided uh we've got we've got some great matchups that's right Tons of fire on. like th- there's there's a lot of contenders for game of the week that's i think right. we're, we're gonna be <laughs> Really, really fortunate okay, uh, for these matchups. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're kicking off the season with, I think, the best two teams and have been the best two teams in the Chipotle division going at it. Uh, in this matchup, Sleeper favors Anthony right now with 51% Ooh, chance juicy. of winning. Uh, with a projected total of 145 to Aaron's 143. Um you know, looking at this matchup, I think Anthony has one of the strongest starting lineups in this league, mm. and I think uh, you know uh, where he his his fall in power rankings and projections for championships is the depth. But this is week one; his team is healthy right now. Depth will not hurt him this week. Um, what could hurt him is the lack of a viable RB two. Um, we've got Corderell Patterson slotted in there. Last year was just so out of left field. I don't know if it continues. Um, for Anthony's sake, I hope it does. That's a good. That's, um, a, that's a good way to put it. Just where did what happened? <laughs> I, just no one saw it coming. Meteoric rise. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, looking at the champs roster, it's it's hard to find a, a weakness, but against an 
truly elite tight end, this game is going to highlight how much of a fraud Kyle Pitts is. And hey. I think, Ooh, whoa, I think whoa. fraud. Those Kyle Pitts fighting words. is on fraud watch from me. Ooh. I think that this is the glaring weakness. You got a fraud watch in the building. A fraud. All right. Th- this is the glaring weakness on your roster, Aaron, that I alluded to earlier. Yep. I, you know, I, I get you. A lot of draft cap- capital went into getting Kyle Pitts on your roster, and you know, last year it didn't pay off for you. You know, one touchdown. And that Falcons team got worse, demonstrably worse. You know, normally I say someone has to score points. I'm not sure the Falcons will. Like, I just – I don't like their weapons. I don't like their line. I don't like their quarterback. I'm not sure that the Falcons are going to put up many points. And you're looking at Kyle Pitts, who, yes, he tests so well, and he looks the part, but we just have not seen it. And I think a lot of the time you've got – You've got two good tight ends on your bench behind him. And my big prediction for the year, this probably should have been my bold prediction. Every week your bench tight end is going to outscore your starting tight end. And I think <laughs> this this is a week that um, that could hurt you. He's like Mount Passmore, but with tight ends. With tight ends, yeah. <laughs> so I think with Kyle Pitts and I think not starting Amon Ross St. Brown, those two, when you look back, that might haunt you in your decisions this week. Um, this week comes down to matchups as most times in fantasy football. And, uh, I, I love the matchups that Anthony has. Lamar Jackson is going to feast on the New York jets. Derrick Henry is going to feast on the New York giants. Um, you know, so I think those two, you just, the matchups are there. So in the battle between the perennial Chipotle powerhouses, I think the champ gets humbled in week one. Anthony wins it thanks to a last-minute interception on by Russ. Monday Night Football oh. gives Anthony a one-point oh. win. On the reunion. Revenge game. Um, Aaron, before we get your thoughts, I'm also taking Anthony. And one of the main one of the main points is I'm overall just fading the Pittsburgh and Cincinnati matchup this week. Uh, I think every game Pittsburgh is going to be in. Mike Tomlin doesn't know how to lose games. Like – he has arguably his worst roster ever, and he's still going to get this team to nine wins, ten wins somehow. But could be his best defense. Exactly. And I think they're just going to be gross. It's supposed to be rainy in Cincinnati. I think this is going to be an AFC North, that game that ends 10-3. to So I'm fading really everybody that's in that, that, that game, including Najee Harris. Um, and I think that alone, whenever you look at the other matchups, I mean, uh, Zach already said it, but I mean, like, the matchups for Anthony are a little better, I think, looking at the overall team. So I'm taking Anthony as well. All right. Well, I am taking myself. All right. I have to have confidence <laughs> in my squad. Um, I think you guys bring up some fair points. And I will say that the Pitts one, yes, at face value, especially with Marcus Mariota, it's scary to look at. But – if we want to do a little bit of comparison, Delaney Walker, the last time he Whoa, finished, what a name. throwback, <laughs> he finished as a very high end tight end one with Marcus Mariota. Mariota throws wow to the tight end throwback, and Delaney Walker had seventy four catches in a season with him. So and, and he's 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 the number one target. He is Atlanta, like, he is, and they they I mean he's a wide receiver so. I think they're going to force feed him the ball. Yes, it may not be the most efficient targets, and it might look pretty ugly at first, but I think they're going to figure it out. So I'm not as worried about Pitts. 
And then I think just up and down the roster, I just like some of the matchups as well. Yes, the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh matchup is also a bit scary, and I have to rely on that for three of my guys. Um, but I think my X factor is going to be Russ on Monday night. I think he's he's going to go to Seattle. You can see the game it. being close, and then Russ just Takes bring it, it home. Over. Yep, bring it home. Yep. So I think it'll be I close. Like I th- I think that sleeper is very much spot on with it being close, but I think I could edge him out. All right. So you go, Aaron. Tim selects Aaron as well. Mm. So two we have two. two for Aaron, two for Anthony. Sounds like I'm going to get the edge and pick going into week two. Let's do this. <laughs> Just kidding. No. So there you have it, the first matchup. Uh, it's pretty even between Aaron and Anthony. Let's go into our next matchup. We have Clayton and the Red Rocket. Hey, Clayton, you're 0-0, baby. 0-0. No losses on the record. Let's start off hot. You're taking on what's usually considered one of the other bottom feeders of the league, Hayden, and Country Roads take Mahomes. Um, I think last year you could consider this matchup the bottom feeders bowl. But uh, this this matchup, Sleeper has Hayden with a 58% chance of victory, and I think rightfully so. Like, Clayton's team is – it tricks you. Because whenever I first looked at this matchup, I looked at – before I scrolled down, I looked at quarterback Joe Burrow, which, I mean, you already told you about the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh matchup, but hey, that's a sexy name. Christian McCaffrey, anything's possible. Ooh. Chase Edmonds, we like some Chase Edmonds this year. Elijah Moore, he's exciting. Drake London, maybe. But then, like, when you, like, the way my phone is, I can't see the rest of his roster. But whenever I start scrolling down, I'm like, oh, no. Austin Hooper. Jalen Tolbert, but wait, his X Factor that he's starting is Nick Westbrook Akine. Akine? Akine. Akine. Yikes. All right. Well, I mean, that might tell you the status of Clayton's roster. Um, but I will say, dude, honestly, with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, who knows why he hasn't traded him yet, but with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, literally anything is possible. And I have some lineup decisions, questions. For Clayton as well, right? He's been talking my ear off about Damian Pierce. Damian Fierce is what I like to call him. Mm. If you guys seen that man run, he he reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. Like, he run through a motherfucking face. Like, that's how he runs. Damian Pierce on the bench. Um, Julio Jones on the bench. I mean, I might start him over Westbrook Akane. He's going to call me crazy. But, you know, I think he's got some pieces on the bench that you would look at and be like, okay, I, I think they offer you more upside. Um, but that's the way his lineup is set, so that's why I'm going to analyze. Uh, when you look at Hayden's lineup, it's week one. Everybody's healthy, and whenever that's the case, Hayden's lineup absolutely starts itself. There are no lineup decisions he has to make. I mean, I guess if you tried, you could you know, argue at his tight end position, do you start Cole Komet, do you start Irv Smith over uh, Pat Fryermuth? But everybody else, I think, starts himself. He gets to roll out his brand-new running back core. Shout-out, Zach that he got for them, and I think that complements well with his two L.A. Rams wide receivers and then the two strong flex options with James Conner and Jalen Waddell. Um, and then, of course, I already mentioned I like Mahomes' matchup in the Dome in Arizona more than I like Joe Burrow's matchup against Pittsburgh. So with all that being said, I think Sleeper has it right on. I think Hayden takes this one home. And it's not even really close. Um, you know, I can see an easy 15, 20 point victory for Hayden this week in week one. Yep. 
I think uh, you pretty much nailed everything. Um, I really don't have too much to add. I just think there's way too much for Christian McCaffrey to have to try and overcome. No, yeah, that's yeah. He that's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he has to probably go off for what forty. Yeah, something like Which, that. I mean, it's, it's possible. Sure. Other than quarterbacks, he's the one guy I would say probably gonna do it. Yeah, but he needs he needs a couple guys that have forty plus point games to keep in in contention. Yep. I'm going to zig while everyone else zags. I'm actually taking – I'm changing my prediction. Zach zags. Red Rocket is going to win his third straight game. If you look back, Woo! Red Rocket's on a two-game win streak. Don't look now. He's heating up. Tweet. He is – heat check game you here. And uh, I actually – I you know, you just – there's a lot of upside players that uh, we just don't know with Clayton's roster. You know, Jalen Tolbert is the wide receiver too in Dallas this week. Um, he could have a huge game. If that happens, we don't know what Drake London's going to look like. Uh, but if those two pop with Christian McCaffrey and, you know, a Joe Burrow who always seems to play well against Pittsburgh, um, I'm also very low on Travis Etienne and Cam Akers this week. Travis Etienne, according to reports this week, is playing as a third down back. He's not going in as a starting running back this week. I think, you know, Washington's got a good defensive line. I think the potential is there for Travis Etienne to underperform. Cam Akers against that Buffalo defense. I don't think there's going to be a lot of running in that game. There's not. And that Achilles <laughs> scares me. Gabe Davis over So the place. I think, you know, <laughs> I think Sleeper's over-projecting um, some running back there. And then you've got two L.A. Rams wide receivers, and I am terrified of what's going on with Matt Stafford's arm. I am praying really and hoping you, that huh? everything is fine. It's a good thing he's not your quarterback. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, he is my quarterback. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it's wrong, and I'm hoping that, like, that Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson plays great because if that's the case, then that means Matthew Stafford's playing great. Um, but I just think uh, that this, this is – I'm upset of the week, Clayton over Hayden. Upset of the week. Call it here. All right, Tim's pick from Florida land is Hayden. He also takes Hayden. So you got three for Hayden, one for Clayton. Clayton, we're all rooting for you, man. Let's shock the world. Starts today. 13-0 or whatever we are starts today. <laughs> let's do it, big guy. 1% better. That's right, every day. All right, let's move on to a interesting matchup. Um, of course, you got two of us at the table here, so we're going to let Aaron take this one. Uh, it's a fun one. It is a fun one indeed. We got... Chris and Team Fairlife. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Kicking off the season against Zach and Team Cooking Up More. Suck butt, Chris. Rivals for the week. Drop a pass, you run a mile. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you fumble the football, you run a mile. You miss a block, you run a mile. We got Sleeper saying that Chris has a 51% Woo! chance of victory over Zach's 49%. And guys, let me tell you, Thursday night football, electric I'm so, I'm so and excited. so important so excited. for determining who wins this. And you better believe I will be tuned in to that game. Absolutely. You got Gabe Davis. You got Josh Allen. You got Matt Stafford. Very important for all of those guys to go off and for both of them to get a good start heading into Sunday. A uh, couple questions I got. For Chris, uh, Saquon, and Zeke, do okay. they have anything left in the tank? <laughs> K 
can thunder be struck this season? Can you catch lightning in a bottle? Any I'm, of the I'm more confident one of them than the other. <laughs> any of the just superlatives you want to say about these aging vets? <laughs> they got to do well. Bottom line for Chris this week, um, I think they got a good shot at doing so, which goes into my prediction here in a second. The Broncos for Zach need to go off at the 12th man on Monday night. Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams. I think unless they do, it's going to be tough for Zach to uh, to get, you know, stay on, on top in this one. Um, I, I went back and forth on the decision of who I thought was going to win this just because it's like you got Javante, you got Saquon, you got other guys that you're, you're back and forth. I like so many different guys on both these guys' rosters. But I think, guys, it's going to come down to one man. And I think Chris is going to slightly win because of Michael I think he's going to absolutely feast against the Houston Texans. He's going to take the spot of T.Y. Hilton and just dominate the Houston Texans for all they're worth. I could see easily Michael Pittman going over 30 points. That's right. And becoming an absolute stud this year. So – because of that, because of some of the matchups, I like Chris, but barely. Let's go. I, I, I love your team, Zach. I really do. They scare me. Um, but I just cannot look at my team after everything we've been through this offseason. Um, we've lost some Warriors. I'm looking at Keenan Allen. I'm looking at David Montgomery in the eyes. I know they're going to have a revenge on their mind. Um, I'm not even starting any of the guys you gave me, <laughs> but I know they're going to have revenge on their mind. Maybe I throw Hunter Renfro in there just as a, as a revenge game. Honestly, if Darren Waller was out, I probably would, but, um, I love your team, but I just can't look at my guys in my eye. I can't look at my guys in the eye and, and pick against them. I can't do it. I'm picking me, but damn, it's going to be close. I think this could be decided by Thursday night. Like if Josh Allen and Gabe Davis connect for two touchdowns, I think it's over, but we'll see. Well, you know, I've got to ride with my guys. I am, you know, I, I'm picking myself, and I think I, I also think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's uh, another just an amazing game to start off the season with. I think it comes down to uh, Mark Andrews uh, against the New York Jets. I think yeah, he scares there's, me. There's there's a potential for 40 points right there, um, and I think it's it's gone back and forth on who's my flex to this year. You know, do I throw in Brees Hall? Do I put in Paris Campbell? Do I play Traylon Burks? Uh, but ultimately, it's it's going to be Rondale Moore with a lot of targets missing and uh, against a high-powered Chiefs team. I think Rondale uh, really shows year two what he's capable of and why he was you know a, a decently high draft pick. And uh, I'm going to take myself in a really close game. I dig it. We both agree it's close. Who you guys think Tim went with? You're probably looking at the show, Doc, but... I, I, I see it, so I'm not going to answer. Do you know? Yeah, I know. It's Zach. Tim yeah. went with Zach. Thank Coward. you, Tim. No. Love you, man. I'm still upset that you don't have a black quarterback, so you can't use that one sound. You are some <laughs> African-Americans plus Mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we rhyme with Mark, though. So Mark is rocking with us. I mean, Mark is rocking with us. I love, I love that sound. That's so funny. My, my girlfriend actually drafted a team that way. Because Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, and then it's just Mark Andrews as your tight end. <laughs> Plus, Mark. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. Second to last one, we have Stretch. Yeah, 
Sorry about that. We have Stretch and Super Camario taking on my fellow light skin Don and Team Don Perignon. Sleeper currently has this as a 54% chance of victory for Stretch and Super Camario. And looking at this matchup, whenever I wrote these notes, I said that a lot of it comes down. I think a lot of it hinges on the health of Chris Godwin. Um, but he was taking off the injury report. He shed the brace. Um, there's mixed reports coming out that he still didn't do a lot of intense practices, intense drills with some people. So uh, he's off the injury report. So it looks like he's going to play. Is he going to be effective? I don't know. But, like, I find it personally offensive. And this is one of the most disrespected, underrated people in all fantasy football. Because all he does is just put up wide receiver 20 or – better every single year no matter who his quarterback is and he's always disrespected and that man is Brandon Cooks mm. he's on his bench I mean you're playing Juju over him I mean the way Chris Godwin's status is now I could argue you play Brandon Cooks over Chris Godwin I mean you know Brandon Cooks is going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore in all likelihood but you know we'll see how that goes but um yeah I think Don's team though keep an eye on his because I think his team's going to be good early Brian Robinson, tragic what happened there, obviously. But I think Antonio Gibson benefits from that the first five, six weeks that he's gone. You know, he's going to get the ball more. And I think you look at Marquise Hollywood-Brown while DeAndre Hopkins is out the first five or six games. I think Kyler Murray obviously wanted him. They gave a first-round pick for him. I think he is going to do great these first five, six weeks. So, personally, I'm picking Don in this matchup. And just the way the rest of his roster is, especially if Elijah Mitchell stays healthy, it's going to be hard for me to pick against him for the first five or six weeks of the year, assuming that those players do grab those opportunities. Um, for Stretch, though, I think all eyes, his team mostly starts itself for the most part, I think, but all eyes are on Jerry Judy. This reminds me, I already brought it up again, but like the Robert Woods Cooper Cup thing last year, you get a new quarterback, everybody's loving Cortland Sutton. It's Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, you know, his best quarterback has been Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you know, he gets an elite quarterback now. He's still only entering year three. It's like, what's he going to do now? He could really come out and demand a big target share alongside Cortland Sutton or even greater than Cortland Sutton. Really, nobody knows. But um, he's a big wild card this week, I think, depending on how he does, can I think carry the rest of his roster. But um, when you look at this roster similar to Hayden, this is the best that Stretch has. I mean, everybody's healthy. I think this is the best that he has. Both tight ends are absolutely disgusting here, so you can just throw them out of the window. Um, but just with the opportunity, I think the opportunity that Antonio Gibson have and Marquise Brown has, the first six weeks of the season, propelled on, I am taking him this week over Stretch, and not just because I think Stretch kicks puppies, but that that could be a factor. You know, Stretch's roster has been built um, from the beginning of this league as a very boomer bust team. Amen. And uh, that, you know, I, I can't knock it because he's got a title and I don't. So um, I think that's the same case for this season as well. Uh, the new Call of Duty's not out, so I see Kyla Murray's going to put up huge <laughs> Good numbers. Good one. Um, I think Kamara's going to put up big numbers. I could see Debo coming out and just bawling out against Chicago. Mike Evans with Chris Godwin being a little unhealthy. Uh, that up in the air, he could have a huge night Sunday night. And I think just the, the big boom plays in uh, Stretch's lineup propels him to the win this week. Feel that? Aaron? Yeah, I've got Stretch in this matchup, and I'll echo pretty much a lot of what Zach is saying. I think Stretch will have those weeks this year 
like he always does, where guys just explode and what the heck happened? Stretch got a 170 this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Right. <laughs> and I think it'll be due to some of the guys Zach already mentioned, Debo Samuel, Alvin Kamara, um, and even like guys like Rashad Penny, who, mm. you know, I mean, he was tearing it up at the end of last year, winning a lot of teams uh, who play fantasy football championships. So uh, I like stretching this matchup just because of some of the pop factor over Don, where I just don't see it as much. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, Tim is also taking stretch. So to my eyes, that's another win I'm going to get over you guys at Pick'em's. Jeez. <laughs> think. You guys are going to start in a hole. I feel bad for you guys. But it's looking like the masses are agreeing with Sleeper's projection and taking stretch to win week one over Team Don Perignon. We have one matchup left. You know what that means. This is our matchup of the week, the game of the week, between two people in the top three of the power rankings. And yes, I am talking about Tim and the Mixed Administration. And number two in the power rankings, taking on Steven at number three in the power rankings and his squad, Mount Passmore. Yep. And this is going to be a doozy to watch. Um Highest projected total of the week. Yep. Tim with the 53% chance of victory out the gate. And at least from my perspective, I think it it makes some sense here. Um, He's got his new toy that he's going to deploy in Jalen Hurts. Mm. Should feast against the Lions, right? I think that uh, that's a prime matchup for week one for Jalen to to really show what he's about. Jonathan Taylor against the Texans. Nut. Yeah, Colt. Absolutely just nut. Uh, I mean, he may run for 300 yards. We'll see. <laughs> he actually might. Um, he will eat them alive. Chase and Swift, I think, are going to put up huge numbers. Sounds like you just said Jason Swift. Mm. I was oh, like, who's that? <laughs> Chase and Swift. Um, I already mentioned earlier the Lions have a really good offensive line this year. And then I, you know, Jamar Chase, I think, just just gets back to where he left off. Um, on the other side, Steven, he certainly has a lot of guys that if they hit their ceiling, much like Stretch's team, I mean, it's going to be tough to keep up with them. But there's just some uncertainty and a lot of unprovenness in, in some of these situations. I mean, A.J. Brown, sure, great talent, but how's he going to fit with Jalen Hurts? And that's going to directly cancel each other out, especially if Jalen Hurts – has a ton of rushing and then throws to AJ Brown. I just can see that canceling Mike Williams. You know, if he has a pop game, great. But if Keen Allen gets all of the targets, where does that leave him? And then there's some, just some tough matchups, honestly, with his receivers as well. Stefan Diggs against Jalen Ramsey on Thursday night. That's pretty tough. I know it's like the, it's almost like the wide receiver two for the bills. is just going to go nuts. Right. Isaiah McKenzie. Um, <laughs> I'm beating this horse. I'm beating this horse. And then Bateman against Sauce Gardner. I think that That's that a good matchup. is another matchup that we're not really paying much attention to that could be pretty pretty lethal against Bateman getting yeah. some points. Welcome um, to wide receiver one territory. Yeah. Nick Chubb doesn't catch passes. He's going to get some awesome you know, runs on the ground. And, dude, Leonard Fournette is so fat. I mean <laughs> – He's so fat. Like, Highlighted in the show, dog. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is so fat. He, I just don't think he's going to be worth anything this year. I really don't. Fournette reminds me of 
end of his career, Paul Pierce, where he was just flab <laughs> with a jump shot. Oh, my gosh. Where you looked at him and you're like, that That's does true. not look like an NBA player, and he was still dropping buckets and he just looked, 20 a night. He just looked out of breath all the time. Right. <laughs> But, like, he could still ball. And I think that's what Leonard Fournette is this year, where you look at him and you go, there's no way, and then he's going to drop 18 points. Leonard Fournette is the perfect, just don't watch the games. Yep. <laughs> just don't watch the games. Yep. Just pretty much. Look at the score and be happy. He'll probably end with seven catches and 15 carries, but just don't watch it. Because it's going to look ugly. It's going to be bad. Yeah. So, because of some of those factors, I just think I like Tim in this one. And I think he could win by a comfortable 10 points. Mm. Mm. That on this one, I am sticking to my guns. I'm putting a, I'm riding a lot on this Pittsburgh Cincinnati matchup. I told you I'm fading it. I just have a bad feeling it's going to be gross. AFC North, Mike Tomlin is not going to let Joe Burrow have his way. I don't think with the best defense he's ever had. And when you look at Tim, you have Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase in this matchup. I just think I, I don't like that matchup. I think it's going to be low. I think they're both going to underperform. And then on the flip side, actually. And both teams get to get to enjoy this matchup a little bit, but I am loving the Chargers Raiders matchup. Mm. You got Justin Herbert, um, fireworks on on one side, and then of course you have Darren Waller for uh, for Tim, and you also have Mike Williams for Steven. Um, I, I I love that one. Um, it's at home in Vegas uh, in their stadium. I, I love that matchup. So I agree with you that I think. Tim, just by the names, has the better roster. But I think the matchups alone this week swing it for Steven. Um, and yeah, you know, like Fournette against Dallas, yeah. AJ Brown against Detroit, yeah. Like I'm I'm loving his matchups more. And I think when it's this close of a matchup, but you have the matchups that favor one side, I'm gonna go with that side and I'm taking Steven. Yeah, I've also got Steven. I've got to ride with my uh, predicted champ. And I think it's going to come down to is that Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack mm. is sexy. Almost as good as the Josh Allen, Gabe Davis stack. It's, uh, I think it's the number one stack in the league for this week. Um, we know early season Mike Williams is undefeated, just like a Sammy Watkins play week one. Uh, Mike Williams loves the beginning of season and fades down the stretch. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, you get that quintessential Mike Williams come out, prove that that contract, you know, Keenan Allen will go out and get his, you know, get 16, 17, 18 fantasy points. And Mike Williams is going to go for 30 and uh, Justin Herbert's going to have a huge game. And, you know, we, we knock Nick Chubb, but he's done this his whole career. Not a great fantasy running back in terms of the sexy appeal of PPR and catching passes, but it doesn't matter. He's going to run for a hundred yards. He can get in the end zone. He's going to get 16 points and go team. <laughs> and go team. That's how it is. And that's what you need out of a starting running back, and right. he's going to get you that. So I've got Steven. There you go. And Tim is obviously taking himself. So that's another point I'm going to get over, you guys. Like, I hope you guys are ready to start, like, <laughs> one and four. Like, jeez. No, I'm going to have a nosebleed after the first week on these pick em <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, there you have it. There is your week one preview. Great discussion, fellas. We had some stats in there. We had some matchups. I think it's because we're excited talking about football again. Week one, baby. Oh, it is football's here. back. It is here. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap this gig up with another. Uh, let's ride. Bronco country. Let's ride. Huge, huge thank you to Zachary Welch for taking the time to join us this week and step in for Tim. We appreciate your time, good sir. Happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm just. 
super excited uh, for football to be back. And uh, if you haven't haven't been following this league, uh, this is an incredible season to uh, jump in, listen to the show every week. These guys knock it out of the park. Um, just super great content. Um, the social media um, for this league is on fire. Watch, uh, watch Twitter. There is all kinds of fun interactions. Uh, you know, if if you're just list- if you just found us, you're listening. You don't know it. You know, as much as we rag on each other, this is a group of guys that we all really care about. Um, great friendships here, and uh, it's just so much fun to uh, mock each other's decisions about fantasy football and have a great time. And uh, of course. You know, suck butt, Chris, and uh, it's you know that rivalry. Someone I was team. about to compliment you. You know, it's that rivalry. It's that rivalry week. Um, I'm gonna defeat the podcast curse, which I think is the matchup oh. we didn't talk about. Ooh. Uh, and uh, that was a great uh, plot line for last season of the this league fantasy football pod. But I don't think it makes a reappearance this week uh, or this season. Right on, man. Perfectly well said. Perfectly, perfectly said. As he mentioned, we do have our social medias. Do those. Now that the season's ramping up, guess what? Social media ramps up, too. This League underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us there and interact with us and join in on the banter. I already mentioned it, but the website, www.thisleaguepod.com, is the place to go to see all of these rosters, all of the matchups live up to the second scores, so that way you can use said scores on the social medias I just told you about. And uh, again, as Zach said, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the support. If you could comment, if you could subscribe, share us with your friends, and as always, just, it's it's week one. I know we're all excited. I have an extra pep in my step. Just smash destroy that like button this week let's just crush it over and over again because football is back baby i don't think you can hit that like button enough times. let's go you know to, to steal from a different kind of football you know football's coming home you know we could be singing football's coming home it's right. uh you know world cups around the corner and that's exciting but don't get me started you know, on that free football's pulisic. back <laughs> it's you know the the euros under the dollar, so uh, foot. You know, footy is officially soccer now. That's right. <laughs> um, so football is back. It is you know American football. We're ready. Let's go. Just click it, man. Just click it. Oh yeah, the like button. That's right. Oh yeah, the like button. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Get back on track, fellas. All right, fellas. Anything to add before we send everybody off into great football land? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Good luck to both. We've ones at Aaron's house. I'll be waving he's down got, at you. He's got a wonderful couch. Mm, it is a great couch. Super excited, guys. Yeah, come on back. over. Absolutely. Bring there you go. Bring your stuff. This one's for you, Clayton, man. Three-game win streak is inbound, baby. I am your host, Chris. Love you guys. Peace. See you guys. Go on, get. <laughs>